Home Depot or Bed Bath & Beyond? Which one do you prefer? Hey, this is Drew here with my best friend, Derek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you for chiming in there. Ashley is gone this week. This is a boys only club for this yeah. special episode. Um, no reason to have a female perspective on this movie. You're watching, you're watching, you're, you're listening to new release. Uh, if you're like, passionate mike friend of the show and you're trying to watch us on youtube you won't <laughs> get very far so you're listening to new release in the future you might watch it um but this is a movie podcast with a time traveling twist episode 152 woohoo two very Woot. nice oh yeah woohoo and 52 Woo. two yeah <laughs> derek <laughs> When the heck are we this week? Uh, it's the end of February, and we're streaking our way back to 2020, 2003. Sorry. This <laughs> week. All right. We're streaking our way back to 2003 this week. Our Bad News Bears miniseries will go on next week. Sorry to disappoint this week. Yep. But we're delaying one week, and you'll just have to wait for Cocaine Bear. But in the meantime, we needed to make our present felt Presents felt back. Jesus Christ. We needed to make our presence felt back at college and hit a few classes before spring break starts. Um, who's hungry? I guess I am. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. Do we have any any uh tasty appetizers queued up? Maybe. Let's see. Here, U.S. Congress decides to uh, rename French fries into Freedom Fries. This is when France Tasty. refused to go into the war in Iraq, uh, didn't want to join our coalition of the willing. And so this was their way of getting back at them, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, uh, and that, that seems... Do you dry laughs right? there? But this is not new. So during World War I, for example, everything that had a German-sounding name uh, became Liberty something or other. Liberty Cabbage. Yeah, um, Liberty Crowd, Liberty Sausage, Salisbury yeah. Steak, what? Liberty Pups, so Dachshunds, Liberty Pups? I guess so, yeah. It's pretty oh, lame. Wow. Okay. I, yep. That was a pretty lame clip, um, more of like an informal TED Talk than a breaking news report, but we wanted to throw it in because we actually referenced this at the beginning of the year when we did our season four preview one of the major news events of 2003 was the renaming of French fries to Freedom Fries. And this was the most uh, analysis and information I could find on that huge event. So there you go. It was a political statement that didn't last very long. Yeah. A very serious, important political statement. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And a very tasty one. But... um. We're going to go to the movies as we do. What's showing at the cinemas this weekend, Derek? Well, it looks like there is a DMX and Jet Li movie, an action heist movie. Uh, uh, remember Cradle to the Grave? Cradle uh, to the Grave. Right. <laughs> Not Cradle but... to the Grave. It's Cradle to the Grave. 
it does have the number too though so i i see why you said it like that the the numeral (laughs) i I do remember this movie coming out i don't think i saw it though do you you remember it at all uh i remember cradle two with the grave but not cradle to the grave so yeah cradle uh, three is good too this um of course we're traveling back in time so we've heard about this film however just came out 2003 but we'll skip that um, one anything else else yeah yeah there's something else um it says outrageously funny and that's an mtv quote on the movie poster (laughs) okay that's a good sign all right uh old Luke wilson will ferrell and vince vaughn and the tagline is all the fun of college none of the education and it just looks like they're partying uh, on the poster. I don't yeah. know. It seems pretty lively, pretty fun. I'm in. That's uh, uh, so. got All some right. great actors, some great times, I'm sure. So, yeah, let's go. All right. Because Ash wasn't able to join us today. She did give us a gift card. So she's actually buying our tickets. Oh, wow. And popcorn. Thank you. you ready? Thank, thank you, Ashley. Yeah. All right, let's go. Grades are in for old school. I was having flashbacks from my college days. And critics are calling it outrageously funny. Hilarious. Yes! The laughs just keep on coming. I had an awesome time. Old school. It's clothing optional. Rated R. Now play. Guess which act. <laughs> that was just a a tiny taste of all the nudity and now all the like raunchy sort of adult humor in this. This is R rated, but barely. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I love the cast of this movie. Um, Will Ferrell, uh, as kind of like the the most like um broad com- comedian, like doing physical humor and stuff like that. Vince Vaughn is like really good at delivering uh speeches and like long strings of of like comedic monologues. And then Luke Wilson's kind of the straight man. Uh, but he he plays well off of them, and so the cast is great. The plot is nothing, <laughs> I mean, in my opinion. It's just like uh, what? Like I I think the main question we're gonna want to I'm gonna want to ask you in a in a second is just how funny did you find this movie? You know, like we're back in 2003, so the audience uh, the audiences are different, but we still are juggling, you know, kind of like our modern day perspective with the old school perspective. So, yeah, I mean, one, did you find this movie funny? And then I, then after that, we'll talk about the, the plot a little bit. Yeah. So yes, I, there were definitely a couple of this where I chuckled, um, comedic fun. I don't know. I, I wasn't, you know, crying, laughing, but I sure. thought, there were definitely some very solid like uh comedy gold pieces there. Yeah, I, I like the the yeah, some of the sequences like when they're picking up the pledges in the van and it's almost like an action sequence, the party, <laughs> uh the Palooza party. Um it's like I mean, I don't this movie is the perfect movie to see with a with a big crowd in in the theater because it magnifies yeah. the laughs. If you're going to watch this by yourself, like 20 years after it came out for people that are in present day, I feel like 
chuckles, a few chuckles is is what you would expect. And yeah, it's definitely bro humor. Um, this is the director that brought you Hangover One, Hangover Two, Hangover Three, um, and The Joker, among other things. Uh, due date. Uh, so just that type of like male centric, um, raunchy humor. The movie does start with um, like a Luke Wilson's character discovering his wife having a gangbang. Um, I mean, it's they only showed two people, but then somebody else shows up at the house, who's actually the director of the movie, making a cameo, and nice. says he's there for the gangbang. It didn't really seem like a gangbang to me, but I'm splitting hairs, I guess. It seemed just like a threesome. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of like if if it's if it's a woman and a man and then another woman, like how is is <laughs> in what universe is that a gangbang? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting because you thought that, oh, she's just watching porn. And right. then Will Ferrell comes in. Frank comes in. Luke Wilson comes or in. Or no, sorry. Yeah, Luke Wilson comes in. Mitch. And he's just like, this is kind of hot. Let's yeah. uh, let's get into this. And then the two come out of the bathroom. Yeah. So she was hiding, which sucks. Yeah. So that kind of like sets up all the events into motion. Like this dude, um, even before that, we just see Luke Wilson kind of like, being um a little bit of a loser and pathetic in various in various scenarios there's a really one of the uh worst age jokes of the movie is just when he gets in the cab at the beginning and the cab driver just uh calls him the f word for for no reason because he asked like (laughs) it was just like i mean that was that wouldn't have been funny then i'm regardless of how you know uh uh off base or how you know like off uh limits that word was at the time it just was like not a funny response but i think the more subtle (laughs) the more subtle sexual humor that comes later and like like you were describing how he is he is like into it until he realizes that she's just been um having these like ongoing sexual affairs um that he didn't know about. So they, that basically ends their relationship and that forces him to move into a house on a college campus. Is that what happens? Yeah. Somebody, he knew somebody that knew somebody that got him the, the house. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't remember that part, but yeah, he knew somebody that knew somebody got a house, a nice house, you know, back home or wherever they're from. Cause he ends up flying home. Right. Well, no, he starts in San Diego for work and then flies. Okay. Then then they're all living in the same town. I mean, there's a lot of ground they cover in the beginning because there's also a wedding. Will Ferrell gets married. Um, And so it's all the basically the central dilemma of the whole movie is like these adult men who are in like their they seem like they're in their 40s. I don't know what age they're supposed to be. Um, Maybe they're like 30s are basically having midlife crisis crises. Vince Vaughn is constantly talking about how much he hates his marriage. He's trying to talk Will Ferrell out of getting married. And then Luke Wilson, his marriage blows up because of um, the affairs. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of like band together and they're really excited in a sense that Mitch is getting this house so they can have an escape from their lives and just like pretend they're still in college. Yeah. 
I mean, um, that wasn't the tension. That's how what it turned into. Well, once, right, uh, yeah. Once Beanie, so Vince Vaughn's character, Beanie, <clears throat> kind of is just like that. There's so much potential here. You need to get some some ass, basically. Yeah. So let's have a party, right? And that's kind of start well, the craziness. And he's like not just you. I mean, like they are doing it for him supposedly. Like, and they ran the party, Mitch Palooza, and put his face on posters and stuff. But he actually says in that uh, speech when they're when Mitch is moving into the house, he's like, "We or I even maybe even says I'm going to get so much ass here." Like he's in a marriage with with. He always has his kid there. It's just kind of like the movie has no um, sensitivity to like how. Uh, like fucked up and immature the <laughs> these adult men are acting and i don't think like um at the age when i was watching this and american pie and movies like that i cared about <laughs> whether it was <laughs> right. you know a any kind of realistic or um you know nice portrayal of, a, of adult men they're not supposed to be they're not like heroes but they are sort of in the context well they definitely are heroes in the context of the movie eventually yeah and, and it's more of just like mitch is moving in there he's depressed well or at least it seems like it and then will ferrell's uh frank you know is just kind of there to help his buddy out and then vince vaughn of course, has this grand idea they're basically using this as an outlet to like be kids again or yeah. you know young adults again and not have to worry about their wives and kids or anything other than getting drunk and meeting chicks and having fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, uh, that's a good setup for a comedy. It only, I feel like it only works from a entertainment standpoint. If you really (laughs) enjoy spending time with the, the main characters, cause they're, they're, they're funny, you know, man, children, and it could just be really off-putting if they weren't, you know, so fun to be around. But um, the setup for the movie is just a kind of a recipe for <laughs> a lot of immaturity and, and problematic behavior um, and a lot of debauchery. And, and basically, when you have, like, old men hanging out with college kids, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, especially if one of the college girls actually happens to be like a high school senior um that luke wilson's character hooks up with and you know she tells she lies to him so there's some weird uh dynamics at play there that's kind of more um that's just probably a subplot of the movie that would have been cut out in present in present day right right because it doesn't yeah, she lies about her a, well lies she's probably 18 but he thinks she's in college which is 21 22 yeah but she's probably 18 she's could be 18 she's a senior in high school she hasn't graduated yet yeah so yeah it's 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 possible it's borderline um but uh and it when he finds out it's when uh when finds out about that it's with what the the dean of the school or the person that owns the house no it's his boss (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah and then yeah and then the the girl that he slept with comes in and he's just like oh shit yeah she's a high school and then she mouths just mouths i'm sorry and it's like 
that's dangerous, dude. In in this day and age, yeah. Me Too movement and shit. Yeah. 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 So the, I mean, the, I guess oh. I just wanted to touch on some of this stuff. I know you talked to the yeah. movie yeah. about our guest or talk to uh, the movie with um, our guest from last week, Jen, a little bit. Mm. And she had yep. a different memory of this movie <laughs> than, than I did yeah. when tr- I tr- had. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like I said, she just you, said it's, it's some troublesome issues some uh, some real issues with them, which of course that that's one example, but yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, it could be distracting um, if you're watching it like in present day, um, and you're older, like we are now, if we're going back to our adolescent mindset and watching it in 2003, it just didn't, didn't care about that at all. Um, so yeah, yeah, what, 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 um, but let's hit on the like super memorable, entertaining sequences and moments from the movie. I mean, what, what were you like looking forward to going in, going into it and, and what lived up to your memories and your hype for it? I really didn't remember much aside from Will Ferrell streaking. Yep. Um, but what part that I really liked was they were, you know, uh, they had the party. They're going to get evicted because they technically don't have a fraternity. Um, and then they have to kind of, uh, what, recruit some folks to become a yeah. fraternity. And then they had to go through, what, uh, a debate. Uh, they have to debate. They have to do some uh, athleticism stuff. And anyway, this is where the whole movie sequence... makes zero sense. I mean, <laughs> none of it. None of it makes sense from a plot standpoint. But basically, like, yeah, Vince Vaughn decides that the only way for them to keep this like fantasy land uh, alive because they've already had the huge party, yeah. um, and that was mm-hmm. everyone had the time of their life at the party they're immediately like threatened to be evicted after that. So to prove mm-hmm. that they are like affiliated with the school, they start a fraternity of people ranging from like st- actual students to 80 year old men. You're my boy blue. Um, yep. Is Very another quote is another, yeah. Iconic moment and the, the mud wrestling. And does he have a heart attack while heart attack while mud wrestling? He, well, he, uh, the two, Two young girls are wrestling, and then they're topless, and they come up to him, and they're about to start wrestling with him, but then he has a heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the look of Faye is so happy to have been a part of that, and then he <laughs> dies. It's kind of like dying happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's the kind of like they got <laughs> they, they worked like an obligatory um, kind of like topless scene in there that's not... I, again, I'm not trying to harp on like how the movie has aged. It's like fun and entertaining. Like there's a lot of a lot of movies and shows with with boobs in them. And uh, I just watched Roadhouse over the weekend, and there's tons of boobs and that just kind of like as background ambiance. So this was like a way to get people talking about the movie, and and like everyone was going to mention the mud wrestling scene and blue, and so it's got comedy, it's got titillation. It's got like <laughs> maximum entertainment value in a few moments like that. It's got a dude tying a center block. It's got all, the whole the whole um, group of pledges tying center blocks to their penises and dropping them onto the ground. And I'm sure you remember that scene where the one guy's yes. like, "Yeah, it doesn't go so well." Yes. <laughs> well, so I did chuckle at that. So as part of what initiation the fraternity. 
They are standing on a roof, uh, the pledges, and they have uh, a rope attached to the penis and a cinder block that has the other end of the rope. And so they all drop this. Well, so the scared is if you want to be part of this fraternity, uh, you have to trust us. Yep. Drop the brick and there's enough slack to where it won't rip your dick off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so everybody does it except one person's brick goes through what a manhole yep. and pops down and hangs him off the roof. Uh what the fuck was that guy's name? Yeah, big uh, black anyway. dude. Um yeah. manhole is actually when you put it that way, that has a dual meaning <laughs> to it. Um it would have either ripped it, his dick off or killed him. Uh or both. Right. So right. um that was all it did was dr- bring him down like he fell off the roof and yeah. it fixed down on the con uh, grass concrete, whatever it was. And then he just was screaming and everybody was laughing, and then it cut to things okay. That was Yeah. Yeah, that was odd. But well they're like walk it off or like you're good, and then they just cut like <laughs> that that's their acknowledgement <laughs> yeah. that it was something horrible happened. Uh yeah. But so does I mean, he still have a dick? Yeah, who knows? Can't confirm. He he does do a bunch of somersaults during the uh, <laughs> gymnastic portion of what you're describing. So uh, yeah. in order to keep the house and to keep the good times rolling, they first have to round up all those, you know, uh, the cast of misfit pledges. And mm-hmm. ultimately, the thing that's ha- is sweet about the movie, um, from like an emotional standpoint, is that for for dudes and for bros that you know, like no matter what age they are, what demographics they are, to some degree, they get to be part of this fraternity. It's sort of like an outsider fraternity for people that don't have right, like outcasts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they don't. Um, they want to be cool, but they don't feel cool. But this is like their opportunity to kind of be cool. Yeah. What's so ridiculous also is like all these kids want to come to their party in the first place, and like they like Vince Vaughn. They like like I can see why Will Ferrell is funny because he amuses them like a clown. Um, he, ch- he does a bunch of beer bongs and then he gets naked and and runs around. So it's like that would yeah. be funny to laugh at, but like the fact that they're cool. <laughs> is a stretch um even yeah. amongst these yeah. these kids so it's like how did they get so much pull i guess the movie yeah. explains it is that the party gave them so much street cred vince vaughn says right that now they have all these people lining up to want to join their fraternity so they pull yeah. that off and then i, I might have like gone to the bathroom for an hour or something i don't i don't know but like next thing i know <laughs> they're doing yeah they're doing like the gymnastics scene Vince Vaughn is doing his famous scene where he's on the uh the rings and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like lifting himself <laughs> yeah. up um which yeah. like I re- that reminded I- me re- kind of reminded me of uh police academy mm-hmm. a little bit yeah that kind of misfits uh there's a there is something in police academy where one of the dudes is smoking during one of the the events so it, it reminded me of that but yeah, this movie is definitely inspired and in taking, you know, like uh, an homage to like Animal House and just kind yeah. of like old frat, uh, frat comedies. 
uh, Revenge of the Nerds and then, type broad comedies. Yeah, like proving themselves to the cool kids. Except this in this scenario, it's just not to get kicked out of their house. Yeah, uh, so, uh, but uh, Will Ferrell did the debate portion. <laughs> right. <laughs> you remember what the the question was? No, I don't. I must have been in the bathroom. Oh, I don't remember that at all, dude. Oh my god. So, uh, Will Ferrell is the the person that they choose. So this, all of these um, activities to keep to to become a fraternity and to keep the house uh, were intentionally set up by the dean to just be wild and for them to fail. Except sure. they excelled in every single one. Which is a common way to solve problems, not just like ban them from campus, like give them a a set of challenges that they are allowed to compete in and waste everyone's time and and then don't even get the outcome that you want in the end. So yeah. Yeah. And good job. Yeah. Good job by the dean, who's played by Jeremy Piven, uh famous yeah. actor from eighties comedies, and then uh having had a resurgence when Entourage came out as Ari. Yep. And I've got a clip actually from that debate. Oh yeah, sure. All right. Go for it. So before I preface this, so Will Ferrell's asked the question. uh, I forget exactly what it is. We'll hear it here in a second. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of just loses himself and becomes like this perfect debater, yeah. or whatever you'd call him, master yeah. mass debater. Sure, yeah. I, if master they didn't debater. make that joke, then yeah, uh, missed opportunity. <laughs> but uh, and then he comes after he's done with his uh, spiel. He's just kind of like, "What just happened?" Uh, he just went somewhere. Uh, unfortunately. The captain of the university debate team had a scheduling conflict. Yeah, so we had to uh, bring someone. Oh, yeah. The raging Cajun, Mr. James Carville. Brings in James Carville to the debate. Do you know who James Carville is? Is he like a famous speaker? Thank you, being Pritchett. Yeah. It's an honor and a pleasure to uh, be here, CNN Topic or? Number one. <clears throat> so they bring in a ringer. What is your position on the yeah. role of government? in supporting innovation in the field of biotechnology. Well, Dean, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that uh, actually, question. Actually, I'd like to jump in and take that one, Jimmy, if you don't mind. I think we're done. Yeah, bad, Hawk. Kind of a long clip, but... Will Ferrell takes a gl- uh, sip of water and then mm-hmm. gets into crazy mode. Recent research has shown that empirical evidence for globalization of corporate innovation is very limited. And as a corollary, the market for technologies is shrinking. As a world leader, it's important for America to provide systematic research grants for our scientists. I believe strongly there will always be a need for us to have a well-articulated innovation policy with emphasis on human resource development. Thank you. And then he kind of jumps back in stupid mode. He's like possessed, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> we don't have to play this other clip, but the uh, one of his other big memorable moments, we got the streaking, the debate, um, the Home Depot versus Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> little monologue when he says he's got a really busy Saturday. He doesn't know if he can, if he can drink. Um, uh, is when he meets Sean William Scott Stifler from American Pie. An awesome cameo. Yeah, has a mullet, has like a full Joe Dirt um safari look 
and oh yeah gives him a tranquilizer gun for some reason <laughs> and will ferrell immediately shoots himself in the neck and it's like the slow-mo scene his voice changes he gets to do like great voice work and then he gets to do all this physical comedy where he like rises up during this kid's his kid's party and just crashes into everything and and is basically like a monster rampaging through the party scaring all the kids and then um almost drowning in the pool at the end i've got to play just a little portion yeah so that's my voice <laughs> all right so this is when he like is feeling the tranquilizer dart hardcore yeah, there's a clown all the family and friends are around and <laughs> so he still has the dart in his neck. <laughs> Unintelligible grounds. <laughs> Just fucking shoving kids over left and right. Anyway, yeah, this is what he was all over the presents and the cake and then into the pool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. In in addition to the the uh, once at least one sexy montage or one sexy moment, you have to have like a drug montage moment in a movie like this. And before Dude. he goes on that rampage, he's like, he's basically all loopy and like like, like tripping in a fun way for a minute. Um. And and so yeah, this movie hits that checks that box as well. Yeah, so that is one thing that I I wanted to bring up is that this film has what are Judd, Judd Apatow films nowadays? I feel like Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, um, what Knocked Up, Pineapple Express. I know that's yeah, Knocked Up, but those kinds of films that have those folks in them, comedians, yeah, they like hit these certain points with the plot this one's not a great example but probably one of the first that kind of introduced ability to have like will ferrell uh what is it called when you're just making stuff improvising on the, on the spot yeah improvising and then kind of adding that in in post to make a story make yep. sense it, you know it's it had any yeah it's got it just reminded me of 40 year old virgin movies like that yeah, I think but this is a stepping stone time. for sure on the way to to those more polished like so there's there's the movies that Will Ferrell made with Adam McKay, like Anchorman and Talladega Nights and mm-hmm. um like there's a lot of improvising in those and I feel like they get weirder in a in a way that I enjoy more. Like they almost yeah. they improvise so much and the characters are so extreme caricatures to where in this they're almost trying to pretend that they're normal people i mean like they do have these like frank is the the most the goofiest most over the top character but like vince vaughn is just like a disgruntled married guy with uh, a speaker empire and luke wilson's a very normal guy like in every man and it's like yeah even keeled yeah yeah like he's, we're supposed to feel bad for him because he's kind of getting, you know, walked over by uh, all the people in his life and cheated on by his by his wife, and uh, but he's like just a normal, likable, um, everyday, everyday kind of guy, and yeah, 
I I want the really like the Kenny Powers, <laughs> Will Ferrell like <laughs> more extreme yeah. caricatures, or you know everybody in in Anchorman just doing like um some version over the like, top performance. Yeah, yeah. So and then in Forty Year Old Virgin, I feel like they just nail the dialogue is just or in all the Avatar real- movies, like the dialogue is so much better. Yeah. Um, right. It's like real people. Yeah, real people. Sl- Slightly extreme comedically, but uh, Luke Wilson's character—he's a good actor, but he, again, like there's no comedy behind his acting. No, yeah, yeah he's, he's just a straight a good man. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Vince Vaughn is really good, but he's not doing a ton here. He gives like a couple monologues, and he does the ear the earmuffs is like a big. Um, joke that came yeah. out of this movie too because he like brings his kid to a lot of the adult meetings and, and then yeah. makes him cover his ears and then they talk you know they say a bunch of bad words it's like I mean that's like very yeah. juvenile humor some of it works you know having your dick tied to a center block pretty juvenile mud wrestling <laughs> all of this stuff but that's the point like, mud these, wrestling, yeah. these characters are arrested development de- uh, adults mm-hmm. trying to start a frat when they're like, they should be just chilling um, and settling down with their family. Will Ferrell, like a day after he gets married, we see him in the driveway working on the the Red Dragon. Is that the name of his Trans Am? <laughs> I, I don't remember, but yes, yeah. he's fucking getting it ready to rip and roll. Yeah, he's taking the um, the uh, oh god restrictor restrictor plate off of it, and so it's not street legal anymore. His wife comes out with like. Um, iced tea and a sandwich and uh, she's like uh, trying to make a nice gesture and he's like I'm good I got a I got a fresh beer right here and it's just like he's cranking Led, uh, uh, Led Zeppelin or something on the radio and won't turn it down it's just I mean like they're all shitty dudes um, which is funny um, but I don't think it goes far enough to be like full on aside from Farrell's character they're not extreme enough characters to really take advantage of of um like r-rated really memorable comedy right right uh exactly well um i mean overall i feel like did this movie like did you have a lot of nostalgia for this movie like were you really looking forward to it i feel like when i was looking ahead at the year I was like, okay, this is going to be like a definitive iconic comedy from the year. And I'm definitely a little more lukewarm <laughs> on it than I thought I was going to be. What about you? Luke D- Luke W, but yeah. not the Wilson variety. Luke, 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 Luke Warren w. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, um, honestly, I wasn't, I remember seeing it. I, again, really only remember the kind of uh, Will Ferrell comedic parts specifically the streaking and kind of his wife being like that's my husband oh yeah <laughs> streaking pick him up get in the honey um <clears throat> no nostalgia here um Andy it did Dick, we didn't of... mention that blowjob right, scene right. is strange i see okay yeah so i actually really liked it at first i was just like andy tonight uh not I don't know what his kind of uh, 
repertoire is in the industry nowadays. You know, if he's done anything bad, good, etc. But I thought it was pretty funny that you know him kind of leading this comfortable session where women learn how to suck on vegetables. Yeah, to practice for sucking there. Yes. And at first it was like, oh, this is horrible. The acting's bad. But like he just plays this fucking hardcore teacher character. And all the women are just like, they trust him. And they should because he actually does kind of have their back per se. Yeah. I, anyway, it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, those are the two scenes where we do get a group of the female friends together in the car. Like they get a few moments of kind of like bonding and, and, and comedy to themselves. And then in that scene, they're pretty much overpowered by Andy Dick's um, <laughs> insane performance. But the movie does try to show their point of view for a few fleeting scenes, at least. I mean, I, I, I again, it's not, it's not focused on their characters. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, a clip you could probably watch from this movie and just decide <laughs> how it meets holds up to your personal tastes because it's it's a lot so yeah we've yeah. got um so you you were saying i kind of cut you off like you didn't really have a ton of nostalgia or high expectations going into this no not at all yeah i think what it showed me was we'll get to this uh towards the tail end of the podcast how 90s was it very yeah. a lot of these things reminded me How of early 90s odds, films. Yeah, yeah. And then also showed me like a Will Ferrell before Will Ferrell was well known for Will Ferrell. His craziness, I guess. Yeah. So Yeah, it's definitely cool to see these actors. Like I was reading that Vince Vaughn, like they really pushed back on having him in the film because he wasn't known as a comedic actor. I mean, I remember from the early 90s in Swingers, which was pretty comedic, but I don't know what, uh, I guess he hadn't been doing a ton between, you know, there was just like, like rom-coms were so dominant in the late 90s and early 2000s, like 10 things, how to lose a guy in, in 10 days and 10 things I accidentally mentioned, um, <laughs> to where there wasn't like, like this type of, uh, you did a good job earlier of like summarizing like, Judd Apatow would like re um, start kind of like the the comedy scene from a raunchy like male perspective, uh, which certainly there's a market for and we're we're in the demo for um, this movie was kind of like taking romance like there's no there's no romance or is there I, I actually also forgot does he end up with the um with the girl from Grey's Anatomy cool. yeah. Yeah, Nicole, I think yeah. is her name. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. sort Ellen of a Pompeo. subplot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't yeah, really need that. It is. Yeah, there's an underlying love story. I mean, yeah. Whatever. They end up together. Go figure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the movie is a collection of individual sequences that are like sketches almost that are funny. Yeah and performances yes. and you could watch the whole movie and you know boil it down to 20 30 minutes and probably watch the outtakes which i watched some of and 
the excuse for turning that into a feature film from a story standpoint and an emotional journey standpoint is flimsy at best, but you get 20 or 30 minutes. Like we've named a lot of things that people, everyone pretty much remembers 20 years later from a movie. So that's saying something. Yeah. Um, I think that you're hitting the nail on the head. There is that. uh, Overall, it's okay, but you yeah. take some of these sequences, they're fucking comedy gold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that's it for the first part of our discussion of old school. We're going to do a really quick um, rank the blank this week since we skipped it last week. Um, and since we need to pay the bills, do we have a sponsor? Have you heard of this one? You're th- yeah. Um, well, I don't, I'm not sure if the audience has. This is our fake sponsor for Rank the Blank this week. They changed the McNuggets, you know. Who changed the McNuggets? Why change with nuggets? Change is good. McDonald's new chicken McNuggets are now made with white meat. Come on in. You'll love the change. All right. Don't so ask no longer us what it was meat, made huh? from. Don't ask yeah. us yeah, what it was made from before. Uh, the, I, I thought this was a, a great um, sponsorship this week because I remember this transition. Do you remember? I kind of do, yeah. Yeah, I remember the marketing campaign. I mean, I graduated high school in 2002, so I was 18 or 19. Um, I guess I was 18. Um, and uh, no, I would have been 19 in 2003. But like, I remember the switch to white meat being a big <laughs> a big marketing campaign and i can't remember if like i like the nuggets more or not but i do remember uh them promoting them and me having quite a few 20 20 packs <laughs> of nuggets <laughs> under my belt um on the weekends yeah i mean since there are fake sponsors for the week i am just going to say i a friend of mine I talked to them about this and yeah. I hated, oh, I mean, my friend hated the Nuggets from the beginning. So it's never been a, a something that I, I mean, my friend is, you know, ever Interesting, man. So, yeah. We found and the... my friend's name is Bob. Ah, not, not a uh, cleric. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. We found one person in the world who doesn't like the Nuggets. The rest of you out there, get them while you can. Um, I assume they're still using white meat. It, um, sometimes they're not even using meat at all. Um, impossible nuggets are probably available near you. Um, for Rank the Blank this week, this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic is going to be an easy one. Um, we're going to rank the leads from this movie. And I think it's better or it's more interesting to do it for kind of their full career, just how much we like them as a persona. Um, And and on SNL, on MTV, on movies, whatever you want to bring into it. Um, Or we could do it just for the movie. So we've got Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, and Vince Vaughn. What do you you think? Do you want to do the movie or you want to do their careers? I think that my choice, it doesn't matter if it's this movie or career. Interesting. Um, do we want to start with the the bottom? <laughs> yeah, sure. So Vince Vaughn? No. Wait, Luke well, Wilson. 
Well, it, it's tough. So Luke Wilson, I love him in Royal Tenenbaums. That's one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. And I like yeah. him a lot in Idiocracy. That's where he gets to oh, be hell yeah. a lead. Um, I mean, he's probably a lead in a lot of uh, minor things, but that's one of the more original comedies that um, that jumps out at me from a leading perspective. Um, so there's not, it's not a open shut case. I just love Vince Vaughn as a performer, even if the material is bad. I think he always elevates it. I feel like his skill set, especially for comedic acting, is stronger than Wilson's. Um, so, but, yeah. yeah, I'll just say this real quick here because we're trying to make this a quick rank the blank. Sure. Uh, I, I really do think Vince Vaughn's at the bottom for me personally. He's great huh? in Crashers. He's great in Swingers. Um, he always plays this kind of cocky, yeah. smart character, which I don't vibe with very well. However, I do, really do like his performance in this movie because he truly is kind of cocky, but helping kids, young adults that um, are self-conscious or not confident, he kind of helps build yeah. that up. So that's great. But Luke Wilson, now that we're talking about like Royal Tenenbaums and stuff, I don't know. I, I would say Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, and then a lot of people don't like Will Ferrell, but over the years, his interviews and his movie choices, just his comedy is fucking funny to me. Physical. Yep. Um, in this movie specifically, you know, you kind of see Frank the Tank come out when like he picks up a <laughs> hockey stick and just starts hitting shit. Oh god, yeah, breaking that's like a fucking glass and uh it's it's just kind of funny to watch a Will Ferrell character transformation. He's good at that. Or he just shows up as fucking a wild animal. Yeah, he's an agent um, of chaos. I mean, this this movie is nothing yeah. without his performance. Um because he is the one that's unhinged, like you're saying. And if anyone is improving in this movie, it's 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 him. Maybe Vince. It's hard to tell with Vince Vaughn because he just speaks like so quickly and so sharply. Um, he's so witty. Well, with Will Ferrell, just like the smat, yeah, like the hockey stick, like he's he's slamming uh, like cabinets closed, and for some reason he's <laughs> like like once he breaks a glass he's like trying to sweep it up with the hockey stick instead of yeah. <laughs> Luke yeah. Wilson has a broom right there um so that all <laughs> like that's kind of like backgrounds uh comedy that he just like steals steals the scene um it's he's definitely number 1 i wasn't going to put up an argument there and yeah. i think I, i'm with you i could see why Vince Vaughn's uh typical persona can be a little off-putting. I mean, that's that's sort of what he's going for. Uh, yeah, Swingers is kind of the peak for me, and and that's going pretty far back. Um, so that's not yeah. a great sign. But Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson is probably not as strong of a comedic actor, but he's a really kind of like easy person to root for and and follow along with on a journey um, of you know all sorts of types of tones of movies. All so right. We got, I think it's Will Ferrell. And then, I mean, you can take Vince Vaughn seconds. Fine. Luke Wilson, but no, I, I call think... out with, with, with some of Luke Wilson's other roles that aren't comedic. So if we're, let's just go with comedy here. I think Vince Vaughn would be above Luke Wilson. 
Okay, well, you had me convinced, man, and then you just rolled over like a dog. Um, mm-hmm. But because I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna overrule you. I, you know, you can keep wrapping me all up right. all you want, but it's Will Ferrell, <laughs> Luke Wilson, and then Vince Vaughn, number three. All right. Um, cool. So that's it for rank the blank this week. Thank you for that white meat filled nugget for sponsoring us. Um, thank you, McDonald's, for fake sponsoring us this week. Now let's get back to our feature presentation. <laughs> to look for that spike in the levels. So um, let's jump right in. Uh, did you have a chance to read the peruse the newspaper and see how this movie is being received? Uh, I absolutely did. Yeah, I'm curious. If it's getting good reviews or if people are turned off by comedy. Critics don't always love this type of comedy. Right. I uh, honestly... <laughs> It's hit or miss, but it seems like most people like it overall. Okay. Um, yeah. Raunchy and Ray Raucous? Yeah. Raucous. All right. If decidedly inane, fantasy of college glory is revisited. All right. Uh, they talk a lot about the comedians in it, which we've yeah. already gone over, but uh, let's give the audience review. Uh, as a whole, Old school is not an effective comedy, but it does have interspersed moments of genius, what we talk about. Yeah. And if you have decent enough sense of humor, you'll like it. You'll find yourself laughing. Huh. I, I love when so, people put it on the, like, <laughs> challenge you, like, oh, well, if you have a good sense of humor, you'll <laughs> like it. I don't know what that means. I guess that just means if you're open to humor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Must be something they teach you in, like, uh, college humor school yeah old school uh cool well it's uh audiences certainly are voting with their wallets because we're um one week after this movie originally came out um it did have to it did have to compete with ben affleck's daredevil (laughs) last weekend for valentine's week um actually that was that's been out for two weeks so um this movie came in second on its opening weekend, Old School Dead, and then basically maintained uh, the amount of money it made week to week. It only it only dropped off nineteen percent in its second weekend. So, still a very popular movie at the box office. Cradle to the Grave coming in at number one though this week with sixteen million. Next up, we have to decide something really important, whether this movie is a new release or old news. And we've been kind of wishy-washy on our um, response to it so far. So I'm really curious where you land on this one. Again, I think this started a really awesome format for these types of comedic films. I have to say old school. It's old news Mm. because just you got to watch even just the wedding crashers or stepbrothers or uh, the hangover. Yeah. Have 
you know, just better overall story and that comedy gold or those interspersed pieces uh, that that review was talking. They're almost all the way through in newer films. I've got to say old school or sorry, old news. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you. Um, it's not actually quite as hard of a decision for me as I I thought it was going to be. I, yeah, it, there are sequences that still hold up, but like they mostly that are still remembered. But I would say even the ones that I remembered going into it weren't as satisfying <laughs> as I hoped they were going to be. They were fine and, and good. And, and I think this director compared to the masters that you're describing, like Apatow and McKay, this director is more about like, what are a couple, I have like 10 really funny ideas and I'm going <laughs> to find a way to um, work them into a movie. I like, wouldn't it be funny if instead of just like, you know, rounding up the pledges, we like tackled them into the fountain at the water and like, you know, yeah. drive the van really fast and smack. Like that's a funny sequence. Um, but it's just kind of like out of nowhere and, and Will Ferrell deciding to like actually get nude and streak around wherever they were filming and, and um, <laughs> scare people at uh, the, the, the like town square and, and open like storefronts that he was streaking by apparently um, is really funny, but has nothing to do. There's no growth or like interesting, like story arc <laughs> that, yeah. that carries the movie through. Like, it's, well, and then after you're yeah. done with those extremely like funny, well put together scenes, it goes to like a kind of a bland sequence. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. They can't maintain it the whole way. I'd say The Hangover is, right. is, is made by the same person, just is a bigger production and and has like more set pieces. So that's why it works a little better. Although these actors are just as as good and will ferrell is better probably than anyone in the hangover but that movie is just on a bigger scale yeah okay um well next is how early aughts is old school on a scale of zero to 103 um fashion actors music um anything that kind of really transports you into the time period what do you think for this one so I think that this is going to get a high score. Um, yeah. Some of the party scenes, like some of the music, some of the things that they say, uh, especially some of the the issues with the film are very 90s. Yep. Well, you keep saying uh, 90s, but you realize we're in 2003. Sorry, 2003. <laughs> yes. Uh, the late 90s, early 2000s kind of, blend together for me sorry it's just the aughts don't have nobody likes saying the aughts <laughs> yeah so <laughs> doesn't have the same ring as the uh, 80s or the 90s there that we're we're in the the early aughts yeah and as i was watching it i was thinking about writing down uh what makes this really nine thousand and three two thousand three. 2003 yep um <clears throat> And that, that's all I can kind of remember from Snoop Dogg's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of the the big actors. Well, a lot of the supporting actors, uh, uh, Sean Michael Scott, Sean William Scott. Yeah. Um, Artie Lang. You got Elijah, Elisha Cuthbert. Eli- 
Elijah. Oh Spirits. yeah, the the girl from Girl Next Door yeah, is the young um uh lady that he sleeps with. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of uh you know early aughts actors. Yeah, I I agree. Actor actors um ten out of ten on on the scale, um just kind of like college comedies or you know male centric like bro comedies. I think that was that was a popular genre, like or you know starting to be uh, have a resurgence here, and this was a commercial success, so it definitely inspired more movies like it to be made. Um, I would say, I mean, we have a good baseline with how to lose a guy in ten days. We gave that a ninety-eight out of one hundred and three because of like how specific that felt to the time period with the, the like <laughs> the rom-com tropes and McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Like I, 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 I think this is lower than that, but obviously that was almost a perfect score. Um, I'm thinking yeah. 90, I don't know in the nineties. Yeah. 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 I could, I could see 93 ish. Um, all right, I'm good with 93. All right. 93 out of 103. Um what else? Well, every week we f- uh choose something from well, something that's inspired from the film to sell in the new release gift shop. That's how we could afford new equipment. This is how we can give you the production quality that you know and love. Of course. Um and we have sold things like a grab back with maybe a gun. You don't really know. <laughs> yep. City of God inspired. Uh, we've got a new release comic book. That one's actually hitting well with all of our geeks and nerds yep. out there, which I am one of. So I love that you all love that. Uh, new, new release death fortune teller. Hmm. Or survive one time. I forget what that one is. Yeah, that was and, Final Destination uh, inspired. Okay, right. And then how to get people to accept you for who and how you are. That one I was not part of, but I guess that's our version of how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so let's what what do we want um what kind of um products can we merchandise from uh inspired by old school? Man. I what do you, do you have anything that comes to to mind? Um, mud pits, like build your own mud wrestling, new release mud wrestling. Uh, um, let's see, streak like like maybe like a bodysuit that you can wear. You Makes can basically like... streak like Will Ferrell. Um, it could be his body. Um, or okay, I guess it okay. should be one of us. We can you can have a a streak like Derek or a streak like Drew, and we'll have to get Ashley's consent before um, yeah. we make we build one for her. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll sell nude um, bodysuits of our bodies okay. that you can streak I'm in. Digging. So streak like it. your favorite right. podcasters. Yep. <laughs> and we'll decide if they're going to be X rated or we're going to blur out. You know the appropriate parts or the inappropriate parts however you however you want to put it um streak like your favorite podcaster okay all right that should be a, that should be a creepy weird seller um 
Uh, what's next week, Drew? Yeah, well, as promised, as part of uh, the second feature in our Bad News Bears miniseries, we watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey a week ago, and we are going to be seeing Cocaine Bear. Um, it's a pretty big hit at the box office in its opening weekend, and we've been dying to see this movie that's set in the 80s. looks super fun. So we're going to be hitting back to 2023 to watch a movie set in the 80s next week. We probably Did you feed it cocaine? I think that's a yes. A bear did cocaine. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. Oh, oh man, you... Drugs, especially cocaine, are very, very bad. Cocaine bear. We have such good luck in nature. Right, baby. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. They said cocaine quite a few times in that 30-second trailer. So um, good drinking rule opportunity there. And I love killer animal movies. Um, If we do a rank the blank next week, it could be you know, animals gone crazy on drugs okay. or otherwise, or they're just super large sometimes. Um, so yeah, can't wait for that. Join us for Cocaine Bear and then all the movies that we're going to be watching back in 2003 by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast platform. Derek? That's a beer bong. Nice. Thinking up a master plan. Cause ain't nothing but sweat inside my head. So I dig into my pockets, all my money is spent. So I dig deeper, but still coming, coming up, up with land. So I start my mission, leave my residence. I'm thinking, how can I get some dead presidents? I need money. What? I used to see a stick up kid, so I think of all the devious things I That's see. Right. I used to roll up, this is a hold up. Ain't nothing funny, stop smiling. Cause they don't nothing move but the money. But now I've learned to earn, cause I'm righteous.